The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. We're always amazed with Our Lady where she deals with us with her words. And we live in a history that's difficult to understand because we've been dulled. Modern man thinks he knows everything. That he's figured out everything. And yet, the more complex we get, the more difficulties we have and problems we bring about ourselves. AI, which is artificial intelligence, is taking over the world. It's beginning that. It's been birthed. It's a very, very dangerous thing. You can go to Walmart now, and the cash registers go out, and you can't purchase out. Nobody can figure out getting past the machines. Because we've come to be a society that submits to these things. It's a very difficult situation we find ourselves in that it is a master. It's over us. You and I both have been in situations with computers, doing some kind of business in some kind of situation, that I can't do that, I can't do this because the computer won't let me do that. We are ruled by something that has no spirit, but is evil at the same time. 
And when I say the cell phones and electronics don't have no spirit, our lady clarifies what she means by that. March 25th, 1996. In this time when due to the spirit of consumerism, that's the spirit they have, something very evil. Our Lady continues in that message saying, Do not let Satan attract you through material things. Choose life and not death of the soul. So when I say no spirit, there is a spirit. It's not one of life. It's one doomed to death for eternity. Choose life and not death of the soul. Modernism has been condemned by Our Lady. You say, oh, well, she's not against these things. Yes, she's against false gods, and we live in that moment. This metronomics today, we're broadcasting from Greece, right here in Athens. We're right across the street from what's called Diagora. It was the heart of ancient Athens. Everything here focused here on political, the commercial, administrative, and all the social activity, and the religion, because they were very religious even though they were pagans. So this cultural center was the seat of justice. And it was occupied all the way back 3,000 years before Jesus Christ. 3,000 B.C. They found graves. So we know it's been a place that's been occupied. So being in many places around the world, Jerusalem, different places, different countries, speaking all across France, all these places to Guam, about all these messages, you really are paralleling the early church, how things were spread. And Our Lady sends us, who are nobodies, to bring the message that she's delivering to us now. Because just like in the pagan days of Athens, they still were religious. They were worshiping gods. They had the wrong doctrine, but they believed in the gods. And we do too. And we have electronic gods. We have many gods today. So Our Lady's coming parallel in what we see geographically by visiting these places, the parallels. It's said that the fifth gospel is going to the Holy Lands. You cannot read the Bible after you've been to Jerusalem across Israel, crisscrossing it, and read the Bible in the same way. It is the fifth gospel. And so be here in Athens, you see things. You understand things you can't understand unless you geographically are standing there below the Archopolis, in Agora, where Socrates walked, taught, and challenged people with his methods as the first philosopher who had no status and who wasn't born in a rich bloodline that is the father of philosophy for all Western civilization. He's a very interesting man because he had truth in his heart even though he didn't know God, the unknown God, because the Greek mythology said there was an unknown God. And you can see and trace Christianity here through this paganism that the world was being prepared for the coming of Jesus. So I read today, appropriately, is about Socrates. We spent a whole day walking and tracing and going through museums, learning everything, and walked the places that he walked. And it's really fascinating. And everything comes to life when you're standing there below those columns and the great temples that they built to Zeus. And you say, well, it's false gods. Yes, it was. But in many ways, they were reaching out for the God that they didn't know.
So it's exciting to be back in Greece with a friend of Medjugorje. Today, as he said, we were trying to follow in the footsteps of Socrates and stopped many different people. Some of them didn't know anything about him, even though they live here. Others were quite familiar with him. And as they said, this is the birthplace of liberty and Western philosophy. So this read is about Socrates, puts it all in a thumbnail of what his life represented. Socrates, when he was a child, it's a good bet that no one, not even his parents, thought that he would do great things in the world. Socrates had none of the benefits of wealth, social status, or looks that would have entitled him to such a position, either in his community or in the rest of the world. Yet he is now considered to be the single most important influence on modern Western philosophy. The classical period of Greece, which extended from 500 to 323 B.C., saw an unprecedented flowering of intellectual and artistic endeavors. Politics, literature, art, philosophy, all were available and respectable pursuits for the questing mind. Socrates chose philosophy and the pursuits of human reason. He became well-known in Athens, in markets, gymnasiums, and other public places. Socrates impressed a growing number of followers with his wisdom, but he didn't make boring and long-winded speeches about his beliefs. No, his teaching style, which was much more interesting and interactive, the foundation of his philosophy was his belief in reason. Socrates believed that it was impossible for a person to engage in behavior that he knows to be wrong. In order to do wrong, says Socrates, a person must believe that what he is doing is right. Once the error of his ways is pointed out to him, he will then be compelled to engage in correct behavior. To help people pinpoint such incorrect beliefs, Socrates created a technique that came to be known as the Socratic method. The Socratic method consisted of a series of questions designed to whittle down a person's conditioned belief system in order to find the truth of a matter. When using this method, Socrates would start out with simple questions. But as the dialogue progressed, his questions would get increasingly probing, inevitably revealing contradictions in the person's stated beliefs. Eventually, the person would have to admit to ignorance about the chosen topic, which, said Socrates, was the only way that the truth could be found. Although Socrates used this method solely as a truth-seeking mission, many were offended by his tactics. Prominent citizens were humiliated to have their ignorance revealed publicly in the marketplaces and gymnasiums where Socrates practiced his technique, but their humiliation was entertainment for the crowds of young men that came specifically to witness such humiliation. In 399 B.C., when Socrates was 70 years old, he was arrested for corrupting the youth and for being impious or non-religious. Most historians believe that a change in the political climate of Athens prompted this arrest. 
At his trial, Socrates used the Socratic method on his accusers to try to make them see the error of their accusations. But this time, the Socratic method did not work, and he was summarily convicted and sentenced to death. Surrounded by friends, he drank the poison that was given him in prison and died. So what does this have to do with Medjugorje, Our Lady Queen of Peace and Reconciliation? It has to do everything with Our Lady. She's teaching us how to be apostles, how to talk, how to evangelize. And that's what Socrates did. Isaiah says, come reason with me, says the Lord. Because if you pray and you reason, you come to truth. He didn't have the doctrine of Christian principles. He was sentenced to death. Why? Because the same reason Jesus was sentenced to death. Jesus humiliated the Pharisees. He asked them questions, and they couldn't take the truth. And they killed him for it. Here's a man, 2,600 years ago, is simply going to a place that we found out was a shoe cobbler. He hung around there on the street. He hung around by another gymnasium. And that's all he did. Ask questions. He whittled away their beliefs, which showed them their ignorance and their wrongs, which compelled them to go to the truth. Ray said, January 2nd, 2015. I am here among you as a mother who desires to help you to come to know the truth. How does somebody like Socrates, without the scriptures, come to the truth that were based in many things as Christian principles before Christianity existed? Because he thought he had a good heart. He was open. He wanted to help the youth. And the elders were in Agora, here at the heart of Athens, despised him, put him on trial, wouldn't listen to his reason, sentenced him to death, and Socrates was ordered to drink poison. His friends, who was with him, said, don't do it. Defy it. But he believed so much in the law and authority that he said he had to do that. He had to be obedient. An amazing thing. He voluntarily drank that. And it was an injustice, but he was obedient to the end to what his heart was telling him. Our Lady says that same message, January 2nd, 2015. When I lived your life on earth, I had knowledge of the truth. And by this alone, a piece of heaven and earth, this man died in peace. What major revelation came to me, praying and looking and seeing this, this man is the first martyr for Christian principles. Yes, he still had pagan things, but he knew, and St. Paul talks about, here in Agora, on the rock where he preached, about the unknown God. And Socrates heard those truths in his heart. Because he was open to that, and he sought for it, and he propagated it, and he died for it. We are called to be apostles for Our Lady. You will suffer for it. Anytime you stand up for truth, you will suffer. You will have difficulties. Our Lady continues in this message. The Heavenly Father desires pure hearts filled with knowledge of the truth. That's Socrates. Before he even knew the Heavenly Father, before he knew who the unknown God was. He knew there was an unknown God. And there's several other amazing things that Socrates believed in. But yet, Our Lady still continues on this January 2nd, 2015 message. He desires for you to love all those whom you meet. That was Socrates. He wanted to help the youth. Our Lady continues, because I also love my son and all of you. Socrates had a spirit in him that revealed through reason truth. Our Lady continues, 
This is the beginning of coming to know the truth. Here it is in this message. Our Lady has already mentioned truth four times. Socrates sought for truth. The world's not doing that today. They're looking for their idol. They're looking for the electronic God. The world is immersed in electronics. So they have false truth. They believe that. As I just said, Our Lady's message, this is the beginning to come in to know the truth. Then she continues and says, many false truths are being offered to you. Our Lady's coming to the earth in Medjugorje. She's telling you here four years ago or so, in 2015, many false truths are being offered to you. Our Lady says this in 2015, just four years ago. And it's gotten worse from those four years ago. This is why we said, Breakout 2019, green light Medjugorje. There's no stopping. I really don't want you to have the pause button and do things and follow the culture. There's so many things you can see here when you walk these grounds, this soil where man was there 6,000 years ago, where civilization, Western civilization, was birthed, where democracy was birthed. And thank God we're not a democracy in the United States. We're a republic. That's another truth. That's a falsehood about democracy. So continuing, our lady says, many false truths are being offered to you. You will overcome them with a heart cleansed by fasting, prayer, penance, and the gospel. Socrates didn't have the gospel. How did he get it? He had to be thoughtful. His reasoning was his prayer. Our lady just told us something astounding. May 2nd, 2019, a few days ago. My children, also when you strive to live the words of my son, you are praying. Socrates was striving for more order. He was trying to convey to questioning the youth to bring them to morals, to do what is good. What did Socrates did? It's exactly what our lady said when she said, My children, also when you strive to live the words of my son, you are praying. She says this, When you love the people who you meet, you're spreading the love of my son. Before Christ was known, the only known God, Socrates was doing that. So as I said, Socrates didn't have a gospel, but he had something in his heart because his spirit was open to truth. Here we are down in this message, January 2nd, 2015. Alay has mentioned truth five times, and she's not through yet. She continues, this is the only truth, and it is the truth which my son left you. Anybody who's goodwill, even though they're ignorant of a doctrine or knowing Jesus Christ, can receive truth by goodwill. So we have this man from 2,600 years ago having an influence on Western civilization down to you and me, and it even is incompatible what Our Lady is saying in the messages because we have the woman of wisdom coming to us to teach us, to show us that we're in a pagan world. We're acting like pagan. Our Lady said that. There are many Christians who live like pagans. She didn't say a few, half. She said many. That message was given years ago, probably two decades ago. How much more now pagan are we than we were then? So in this same message I've been quoting from, a lady for an eighth time mentions truth. My children, I will make use of you, apostles of love, to help all of my children to come to know the truth. That's your job. That's what you're calling. But you can't do it if you don't come to truth. 
if you don't radically change your life. You can't go along with the culture. I'm telling you, the electronics will disappear. It's a fact. Why are you not preparing for that? Why are you not weaning yourself from this? It's not going to last. I know that. And I'm telling you that. If you don't want to take it factually, then take it prophetically. Because a lady said it. Everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. This system does not glorify God. San Francisco. Look what kind of life they live there. Look how earth they are. But you know what law they just passed? They even still, in their sins and what they do and how liberal they are, they realize the world we're going into is very, very bad. You know what they just passed the law saying? Illegally for the police department to use face recognition. That's astounding. Because any thoughtful man would know this is very, very dangerous. I came through Atlanta. I went through TSA. And what they're doing now is face recognition. They check your ticket and your passport or your driver's license. Then they say, step on the two yellow feet drawn on the floor. And then they take your picture. So I told the guy, I'm not doing that. He said, everybody's doing that. I said, it's an option. And I'm not doing it. And he started arguing with me. And I said, don't you understand what this is about? Don't you understand what they're going to do? Oh, it's everywhere. Everybody's going to do it. And it slows me down if I don't. And it doesn't really. So he did it. But he didn't like it. But he's supposed to give you an option. They're forcing this. You say, what is face recognition? Face recognition is just like a fingerprint. They can follow you anywhere you go. So you can say, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is this is the Antichrist system. Don't you see that? You're building that. You're aligning with it. You're saying, what's the difference? And you see what's happened with the Democrats in Washington. The power of the deep state, what they want, how much they want to control. Being here in Athens, we see the behavior is so told what to do that you have to have permission to everything that is a very detectable thing that people have fallen into a pattern with the European Union in a dangerous state. But that's why he's here. And lady says, May 2nd, 2016. My children, my words are neither old nor new. They are eternal. Socrates had that in him. He understood it. 2,600 years ago, and a lady said they're not old, and they're not new. They are eternal. Then she says this, Therefore I invite you, my children, to observe well the signs of the times. What does that say to you? What do you think about that? Oh, I don't want to look at the politics. I don't want to see what's going on in Washington. I don't want to see what's around me. Observe well the signs of the times. She's telling you, my children, observe well the signs of the times. And you want to ignore it? You want to just go on? I'll deal with it when it happens. Your tolerance is more dangerous than those who won't tolerate us. You're putting a noose around your neck. Don't you see this? An ancient man, 2,600 years ago, he saw it. And we got the mother of God coming and telling us, I want you to observe this. I want you to see these signs. You need to do this in precision. You need to see it. You all know that Our Lady was asked by Maria to read the poem Man God because in 1981 it couldn't be read. They said it was on the index. 
And our lady says, you can read these books. So we start promoting them. There are many things in there. Did you know that Socrates is in the point man God and Jesus speaks about him? There were rich merchants that heard about Jesus, this great philosopher, and they came to see him. And they asked Jesus, you say some of the things our ancient philosophers speak about. And they said, Socrates was a man who maintained that man had a soul. They're telling Jesus that. How did Socrates know that man had a soul? And they explained to Jesus that Socrates said man's soul was immortal. And these men told Jesus that Socrates also said that death was nothing but liberation from the soul that passes from prison to a free place where it joins those whom it love. How does Socrates come with that? We don't have writing showing that, but we have point man God through Maria Vartorta writing this, that she saw this in her revelations. These merchants went on to tell Jesus that Socrates believed there is an eternal happiness and a peaceful residence open to the mortal souls, which was just. Jesus goes on and explained to them about Socrates that his heart was open to things and he was able to see truth. And that is the point of Lady coming. That is the point of January 2nd, 2015. Truth, 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 truth. Eight times she's saying truth because she's here to say there are many false truths that you've adopted. I'm telling you, electronics will go away. It is man's God and it will pass. Are you preparing for the brand new world? Our Lady is bringing us to point to cleanse our souls by the answering of her call and then rally around her. We're coming to a day of reckoning. And it just invigorates me when I see these places and we're headed toward Patmos, the cave of revelations, which again, geographically makes you understand and see things that you could never see before, especially when you pray in the cave. We have a call of Our Lady that is rallying people around her, her apostles, who will help billions of people who are trapped in modernism to escape it. We will continue Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje in just a moment. But first, what you are hearing is a first-hand perspective of human history coming together with modern times and teaching timeless lessons. Without your faithful prayers and financial support, we would not be able to continue these broadcasts. Thank you. We need the help of every listener to bring more of these broadcasts to the airwaves and to spread these across the entire world. By becoming a Caritas Field Angel, for a minimum recurring donation of just $5 a month, you are helping to educate a world which has fallen into ignorance, a true tragedy of our times. To become a Caritas Field Angel and educate a fallen world, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. You can also visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, and click on Donate. For all who sign up, 
A friend of Medjugorje will gladly share with you one free copy of today's broadcast. When signing up over the phone or online, please mention today's broadcast and the CD number CD2450MJ. Thank you for your help. Now, here is a friend of Medjugorje to continue today's broadcast. So we're right across the street where King Hadrian built this temple. Huge columns. You've seen them in books. You've seen them everywhere. And they're very beautiful, very profound. It makes you reflect where our world is going. We talked to one of the people there in the park today who is measuring the columns and seeing if they're sinking to help make sure they're protecting the future. By probably 15 or 20 columns in there, one of them was blown down in the 1800s by a tremendous storm, and it's laid on the ground. Somewhere in your life you've seen this picture. There's so much to contemplate. When Jesus came after Socrates, 2,000 years ago from us today, that what we're seeing today, like that great column, that a great collapse is coming. Our Lady is birthing that, a great awakening, awakening of souls who have been in a slumber, who's been hypnotized and mesmerized. But false glitter, it will crash. It's better now to get in the boat. It is better to be prepared for that. You won't escape it. It's either going to collapse on you or you're going to be liberated. And if a man 2,600 years ago, with his wisdom through reason, came to moral principles based partly in Christian principles, what I've already said earlier that this really is the first martyr of a man being sentenced to death because he held principles that were based and tied in certain ways to Christianity. It's a fascinating thing. You've heard me talk about you have to be well-read. You have to read the Bible. But it's just not the Bible. You need to read history. And we're in a moment, a great moment of history. We're in the moment of the time of the Virgin Mary that's been awaited for 2,000 years for a great awakening, a revelation that was seen 1,900 years ago in a little cave in a little island called Patmos. We'll take you there to our prayers in these next days. We seek for you who listen, who have followed our witness followed our writings, and our broadcast. And we ask for your prayers for this group that we take there now and for the mission of Caritas and the heavy responsibility that we carry that we pass on the messages to as many people as possible and even hundreds of millions into the future of what we did and lived in the time of Mary, the moment of Mary on the earth. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.